Hey y'all, welcome back to Psicología para la Gente. If this is the third episode you're listening to, then you've listened to them all, and I appreciate your support immensely. This third episode was supposed to be about emotions, but with coronavirus and my best Cardi B voice, I figured it'd be better to do a self-care episode. I think a lot of people are going a little crazy having to social distance, especially people that are very used to being social butterflies. So I figured it was the perfect time to enlighten y'all on the subject of self-care. And I'm actually recording this episode as I practice some self-care of my own in my favorite way to do so by hiking. I am currently out on a trail with my boyfriend's dog, Coco, who keeps trying to jump into the cold-ass fucking American river water. Coco, chill out. She's also making it a point to jump in every puddle, no matter how small. Get to know we're both enjoying ourselves, right? Self-care. Let's start by defining self-care. If you look up self-care in the dictionary, you get two results. One, taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Two, taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. Pretty much translates to taking care of yourself, whether it be in the form of your physical health, mental health, whatever form. We see a lot regarding self-care on the internet and most of it is very easy peasy, very happy, relaxing type of stuff. For example, we see people doing face masks, people taking bubble baths, people getting pedicures, drinking wine, watching movies or shows, going on shopping sprees, exercising. And while all of these things are ways to take care of yourself, there are also a lot of other necessary things one must do to be in the best health that don't get discussed as much. And those are the topics that I'm gonna focus on the most because I just like to focus on all the difficult things. Oh, child, I'm running out of breath already. All right, let's keep it going. Self-care is also addressing your own problematic thoughts and behaviors. How do you do this? Well, you literally sit with yourself and you can either write down all the negative thoughts and behaviors that you partake in. Um, You can talk to yourself, have a conversation with yourself about these. You can go talk to a therapist, talk to someone you trust. There's many ways 
to go about it. But eventually what you realize is that a lot of your own insecurities are actually just projection of what you fear others will reject you for. Once you realize that, it's all uphill from there. Just like this fucking hike. Coco, why did you lead me this way? You know a bitch got asthma and shit. Another way to also practice self-care is by holding yourself accountable for what you say and do. Accountability is something that does not get practiced as much as it should. And it's very important because if you can't hold yourself accountable, then how do you expect to hold others accountable and for others to hold themselves accountable? You must hold yourself accountable and model to those close around you what it looks like to hold yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable just means you basically call yourself out on whatever it is. Whether it be you did something good or you did something bad, you just accept it. Like, yo, this is what I did. Am I okay with it? Am I gonna keep doing it? Or am I gonna change? something about it to improve. Another way to practice self-care is by apologizing authentically. I talked about apologies in my last episode. Parenting is important. Um, but yeah, basically learn how to apologize. An apology is not just a quick I'm sorry. An apology is when you realize that your behavior or words caused harm to someone else, take accountability for them, and you move forward by expressing how sorry you are, why you're sorry, what you're sorry for, and what you're gonna do moving forward to not have to apologize for that same thing again in the future. Another way to practice self-care is by removing toxic or challenging people and situations from your life. How do we do this? Well, you've got to check your relationships. We've all heard that everything happens for a reason. And though, yeah, everything pretty much does happen for a reason, some people really take this to heart and they'll stay stuck in certain situation or relationships because there's a reason why it's happening. I've gotta stick it through and find out what that reason is. Well, sometimes that reason is for you to identify that they are not good for you. Not every relationship is a soul connection. Not every relationship is meant to last forever. Some relationships are just attachments that you have created to fill voids in your soul. And other relationships are just giving you the love you haven't had the courage to give to yourself. Another way to practice self-care is by doing your own self-work to become emotionally literate. How do you do self-work? This is probably one of the hardest things you'll have to do in your life. But once you get the hang of it, you will see all the benefits and you will not want to go back to your old ways. So how do you do self-work? A lot of people start doing self-work 
And then they get discouraged when they don't see improvements right away, when they don't realize things right away. It's important to understand that the work is not linear and there is really no finish line. Even once you do make improvements and cross certain finish lines, there's always going to be more to improve on and more finish lines to cross, especially the more you get to know yourself. And this should be seen as a beautiful thing. Growth is beautiful. Don't let growth scare you. Doing the work means looking beyond cultural conditioning, looking beyond the opinions of others, looking beyond inaccurate conclusions that you drew that became your belief system. It is returning to yourself before the world got a hold of you. One way to do the work is to listen to your soul. Your soul knows exactly what to do to heal. The best way to do this, in my opinion, is to go out in nature. Just sit with nature. Listen to the birds. Look at the trees. Play in the water. Feel the wind all around you. Sit there and observe new creatures, ecosystems different than yours. Some people like to use the help of drugs to look within, to look into the soul. And that's totally okay. As long as you are aware and go into it consciously seeking enlightenment, seeking knowledge, seeking truth, and being accepting of it. Drugs have been demonized for so long, but they've also been around for so long. And if you actually research the history of drugs, you'll find that our ancestors have been using drugs for thousands and thousands of years. Psychedelic drugs were used by the Mayans, the Aztecs, pretty much every tribe that you can think of. And it's all there if you just research it. I'm not making this shit up. So yeah, drugs are not necessarily evil. It's just like everything else in life. It's a tool and it's up to you how you use that tool. So if you do plan on using drugs to look within yourself, I suggest doing research first because if you don't use drugs consciously, they can actually have a lot of negative effects and they can erase all the work that you have gained. Another way to do the self-work is by speaking your truth. Speaking your truth is vital for both a psychologically and physically healthy life. There are actually side effects of not speaking your truth, which can be very serious. Some of these side effects include anxiety, depression, jaw tension, and stomach aches. Do not keep others at bliss at the expense of your inner peace. Don't you dare do that. Another way to do the self-work is by stepping out of your comfort zone. Your perspective is limited by how much you know. So expand your knowledge. 
so that your perspective can also expand. In order for the mind to reprogram, you must feed it consistent messaging from the new program you are trying to install. The last way that I suggest doing the work by learning when to take a break. This is a very important one because a lot of times when we embark on this journey of self-work, we become obsessed with learning about ourselves and doing the work. We just want to keep doing more work. We want to keep learning more. So it's important to know when to just be. Sometimes when you are just being, the work actually gets done for you. Always make some time for just being. How do you just be? Sounds like a silly question, but a lot of people don't know how to just be. And that's okay. This capitalistic society has conditioned us to always work, work, work. Do, do, do. Achieve, achieve, achieve. So it's easy for that to be our mindset. Some tips to just be. Practice presence rather than achieving. You can do this by going on a mindful walk instead of running to beat yesterday's time. You can do this by doing things for pleasure rather than just for improvement. This can be done by reading a fiction book or watching a silly show instead of reading self-help books or watching documentaries or the news. You can also do things that make you feel good, such as your hobbies, creating just for the purpose of creating, laughing uncontrollably, singing as loud as you can, petting a dog, eating your favorite foods, whatever it is that makes you feel good do that shit. And the last way that I suggest practicing just being is by just being. Do absolutely nothing. Lay in the grass and look at the fucking clouds all day. Lay in a hammock with a cup of tea. This is actually my favorite way to do the work by just being. There is just so much power in just being. It's when you just, you realize you're all here, just existing, just being. We're all in this together, man. I'm sick of all this division. Let's start uniting. Let's start coming together. Let's start realizing that everything is fucking connected. That's what you realize by just being. My favorite way to just be, I'm doing it right now. Go out with nature. Get some exercise in while you're at it. All those endorphins being released. All that beauty you're witnessing. Experts at just being. All that land, that water, streaming. You realize you're all connected. Everything in this earth is connected in the world. All the things that have to happen simultaneously for us to exist. Like one slight fucking tilt. 
one more little crack, one little shift. Fucking meteor. Fucking asteroid. Fucking spaceship. Fucking transformers. Anything can fucking happen at any second. I mean, we're living something right now. So just fucking be. Be fucking happy. Be you. Be free. Live and let live, man. Yeah, being with nature. That's definitely my favorite. But also experiencing new things. That allows you to just be as well. Because you got to be in the moment. You've never experienced it before. There's nothing to have a projection based off. In order to practice self-care efficiently and effective, we have to get to know ourselves. We must know ourselves better than anyone else so that we can tell the difference between our intuition leading us and our traumas giving us wrong directions. Sometimes self-care is smoking a joint naked on your patio. Other times it's sitting with yourself and asking yourself very difficult questions. Some call me the queen of self-care. It's only fitting. I mean, I've been practicing self-care before I even knew there existed a term for it. Before I knew there were benefits to it. It's just something I did automatically. I was often called selfish for practicing self-care, but I didn't let that stop me because I was able to recognize that taking care of yourself is a need. Motherfuckers was exploring themselves even back then and we're still doing it and it's something that's gonna get done for as long as the selves exist when you don't know yourself you can do a lot of things for validation from others without even realizing it so here are some tips to tell whether you truly do things for you or not one do you have clear boundaries or is saying no a very difficult thing for you to do two do you tune inward to figure out how situations and interactions with others affect your energy or do you keep seeking validation from others? So that means, like if a situation happened, do you go home or go to a park or sit in your car and think about that situation in your head and then have a conversation with yourself and decide whether you were being your most authentic self based on what you know about yourself 
or do you call a friend right away and ask for their advice? Hey, this is the situation. This is what I did. Do you think I did the right thing? Or am I really in the wrong like the person believes so? Number three, are you okay with being misunderstood? Or do you tend to stay quiet or just agree with people who see things differently than you do just to keep the peace? I'm doing quotes around the word peace, just so y'all know. Number four, do you follow your purpose regardless of what others make of it? In order to do this, you must be able to remember your worth regardless of the actions others choose to show you. Tip number five. Do you embrace your shadow and are you honest about your behaviors? AKA accountability, right? A lot of people read about spirituality and they think that being spiritual means you have to be positive 24-7. Like I can't tell y'all how many times something negative has come out of my mouth and people look at me like, wow, you're not Miss Spiritual now. I'm like, what? Shut the fuck up, you're stupid. Spirituality is not to be positive 24-7. It just means that you're conscious and aware. In order to do that, we must be authentic. And that includes both positives and negatives. We must remember that we are not our thoughts. We are not our feelings. We are not our experiences. We are simply a vessel for all of these. In other words, we are the thinkers of our thoughts, we are the feelers of our feelings, and we are the experiencers of our experiences. But we are in control of how we allow what we think, what we feel, and what we experience to shape us. Tip number six, are you actively unlearning and focusing on conscious awareness, AKA, are you reparenting yourself? Or do you constantly seek distractions? I've been talking about awareness a lot. Some listeners may be wondering, well, how do you become more aware? You know, I think I'm going about my life being aware, but maybe I'm not. One way of becoming more aware of the present is by practicing mindfulness. When you hear the word mindfulness, most will think of mindful meditation. You sit in a quiet place, you focus on your breathing, you pay attention to the feeling when your lungs fill up and when the air is leaving your lungs. When your mind starts to wander, you bring your focus back to the breathing. And though that is very well one way of practicing awareness, 
And it is a very beneficial way to do so because deep conscious breathing is actually psychedelic in nature. It releases the DMT, which is one of the famous psychedelic compounds contained within our lungs and pineal gland, and therefore keeps the chakra spinning vibrantly. However, it is also important to know that there are other ways to practice mindfulness. A different way to practice mindfulness is by doing a mindful body scan. This is where you close your eyes and you pay attention to the physical sensations of your body. You can start with your head and move all the way down to your feet, spending about 30 seconds on each body part. If the mind wanders, you simply refocus it to your body sensations. This helps me get grounded whenever I'm feeling anxious. Another way to practice mindfulness is by doing mindful five senses. This is when you notice the present moment from each of your senses. So stop, take a break, close your eyes. What do you hear? Open your eyes. What do you see? What do you smell? Touch something. What do you feel? Open your mouth. What do you taste? This is also a great way to get grounded if you're ever feeling anxious. Though I do practice these and I've found variations and little tricks that work for me, for example, when mindful meditating, I like to practice affirmations as I'm meditating. So when I breathe out, I will release my fear and negativity. When I breathe in, I am breathing confidence and self-appreciation. Sometimes I say these words out loud. Sometimes I just say them in my mind. I love myself unconditionally and I forgive myself for mistakes that I've made. But needless to say, I am no expert on the subject of mindfulness or meditation, so I would suggest doing your own research or reaching out to an expert if you are interested in learning more about this. Practicing awareness is so important. It is essential. It is vital. It can help us become aware of so much. We become aware of ways we've been self-harming, of our body's sensations, of the symptoms attached to certain illnesses, of how we've been lying to ourselves, of how we've kept a relationship for all the wrong reasons. Awareness is a beautiful thing. Practicing awareness and doing the self-work might sound easy for those who are used to looking within, but those who are not used to it might need some guidance. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself when you are struggling mentally. 
or emotionally, whatever you want to call it. Number one, what is the emotional trigger? What trauma does this stem from? Number two, have I been getting enough restful sleep? Restful. A lot of us get sleep, but it is not restful. So make sure that you are getting restful sleep, guys. Sleep is so important to our mental health, our physical health. It's when our brain, our body, when it takes a, when it rests. You need rest, so does the brain. So does the mind. Make sure you are getting restful sleep. Number three. What type of food have I been eating? Is it nourishing or is it just keeping me from starving? Number four, am I experiencing healthy human connections? Number five, do I feel like I have a purpose? Number six, do I feel safe? One lesson I've learned during my almost 30 years on this beautiful planet Earth is that life is all about the evolution. Just remember that no matter how much you evolve, some will still see you as a version that no longer exists. Don't worry about that shit. Keep evolving until they accept that you can change. You are a fluid source of energy. And if they never accept it, who fucking cares? You keep evolving like nature was intended to. I once read a very powerful quote that really made a difference in my life. So I'm gonna share it in hopes that it at least makes some kind of impact in one of my listeners' lives. The quote goes a little something like this. No one can destroy iron but its own rust. Likewise, no one can destroy a person but their own mindset. Let that sink in, man. When I read that, I was like, mind blown. It's just such a powerful statement, and it is so true. We're always questioning, why do some people come out of horrific trauma stronger? Why do some people leave prison with such positivity while others just can't handle it? They fold in there. Part of them dies. The answer is mindset. Mindset is the most important thing that you can control. It is everything. No one has the power to change your mindset unless you allow them. Don't allow people to have that power over you. Take control of your mindset. Exercise your motherfucking mind just as much as you exercise your glutes. They say, don't skip leg day, don't skip mind day, don't you fucking dare. So remember, 
Although self-care can be all the things that you enjoy doing, such as drawing, painting, shopping, going for hikes, riding bikes, swimming, going to get a massage, whatever it is you enjoy. Self-care is also doing the things that we don't enjoy, such as reading nonfiction books, doing research, asking yourself difficult questions, being honest with yourself, ending relationships that are no longer benefiting you, or having difficult conversations with others. These are also ways of practicing self-care. And sometimes they are way more important than all the fun ways. So please do not push these to the side. Do not avoid these. You will never grow that way. I hope everyone is able to remain sane during these difficult and uncertain times. I know it can be scary not knowing what the outcome of this will be, but I really hope that some good comes out of all this madness. I hope that if you haven't taken the time to get to know yourself and do the work, you take advantage of all the free time that you have been awarded due to this tragedy and start doing the work. Start getting to know yourself. It's never too late. Oh, shit. They're sending the cops after me. I'm not quarantined. Alright. I gotta go, guys. Hopefully, you'll hear me in the next episode. Is y'all gonna arrest me or not? I don't have time for these games. Oh, shit. They're really coming after me. Bye, guys. Stay positive. Peace and love.